0: Hey, what's up fam, it's Dr. Shonda, and today we have a very important episode. So I strongly encourage you to sit back, relax, and listen to the full episode because I promise you, you are not gonna regret it. So some of you have been in my comments and my DMs asking me specifically on my thoughts related to um, what's happening with the people in Palestine. And so I figured that today's episode, I wanted to dedicate a full episode to that. I want to have someone who is well-versed in the situation and someone who can really educate us, right? So if you are someone who, you you know, you've been having questions about what's been going on regarding the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, and you want to know, like, you know, what's the history behind this and how is it impacting the Palestinian people, then this episode is for you. We have none other than Miss Netta Mays, and Netta is a nutritionist and also a Palestinian refugee. She is filled with a wealth of knowledge and she is here willing and able uh, to tell us more about what's happening and how we can help. So make sure that you guys continue to tune in before we hop into today's discussion, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. My goal is to help each and every listener pursue and center wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist, Now let's get into it. Have y'all checked out my Amazon storefront yet? (laughs) Listen, whether you're searching for last minute date night outfits, perfecting your four C curls or delving into mental health books or enhancing your nail game, I've got you covered. Y'all know here at the Dr. Shonda podcast, we like to serve looks and books. So make sure that you guys click on my affiliate link for a hassle-free shopping experience that supports my creation efforts. Elevate your lifestyle and your mental health today. Chanel, I have a question. What's up? Have you ever felt lonely in your entrepreneurial ventures and journey? Listen, that is such a real feeling, especially as a black woman, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a kingdom woman trying to level up and move forward in my life. Listen, the The interesting thing is I hear that from so many different women. Yeah. So I thought it was the perfect timing for us to collaborate our entrepreneurial success and the things that we've learned along the yes. way for kingdom women specifically. Listen, I'm so excited about this. So that's right. You guys are able to sign up today, starting in October, our specific membership group, where you'll have access to our knowledge on branding, marketing, how to sell, how to pitch yourself, how to, you know, apply the Bible to your business, applying the Bible to your business, uh, corporate fast, like all of those things, exercise your faith, so many different things. And above all Chanel, it's great to have an accountability group. Listen, I'm really excited to be a part of a group of a bunch of people that look like me. And we're all trying to get to the same place. And listen, and the fact that we're coming together doing it. Yeah. You know, I say this humbly. I've been thriving in full-time entrepreneurship for some years now. Yeah. You've generated millions for the sports industry. Yes. We have so many different skill sets that we are going to offer. Yeah. We're two separate powerhouses and we're coming together to build this membership for you all. Not only from a business and physical, natural standpoint, but also a spiritual standpoint. Yes. I can't wait to get into the word and entrepreneurship. I'm excited. The word and entrepreneurship together, Chanel. Listen. in a membership group. Listen. Girl. I'm ready. So if you guys are ready for our group that starts in October, please make sure that you click the link in our show notes and we can't wait to see y'all. Cannot wait,
1: period. <laughs> Hi, Netta. Hi, Dr. Shonda. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be normal. Yeah. In all honesty.
0: For sure. No, I appreciate the honesty. Um, before we hop into today's discussion, like I definitely know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be heavy. We got some real stuff happening, but how are you feeling right now? Like, what are your, what are your feelings in terms of everything that's going on?
1: Um, feelings. Yeah. I don't know. Like every, you know, people call and they're like, Oh, Ned, are you okay? Like, you know, and I just feel like that's so it's, it's an accessory. It's not necessary. Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm here in States. I'm safe every day. I wake up with my family. I feel confident when I go to sleep, I'm going to wake up the next day Mm -hmm. and, people in palestine don't have that my people don't have that yeah. so so i just my mental health is not really like a priority right now it's not mm. you know you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, it's just not there yeah yeah one of the the
0: basic levels um is like safety and like it sounds like that right now that priority is that's your priority right now making sure that you and your loved ones are safe as opposed to leaning like into, it uh-huh
1: my people are safe, you know, like, it's just, I, I'm, you can't, I can't put it in word. I mean, I, I do think black people know this more than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm watching a genocide unfold. Yeah. I have so many pictures of dead babies that it's very important that people see to the point where like my timeline is like little, my story is just like little dots. Cause there's so many dead families, dead babies, dead, just Palestinian civilians. Palestinian civilians and like, I don't know. What am I, you know, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah,
0: it, I know the emotions are complex cause it's a complex situation. Um, yeah, were you gonna say something? No, no, I want you okay. to think. No, I, I was gonna say like, I, it while it's something I don't, I can't say like I, I understand it fully yet because it's something I'm still educating myself on. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast I think people in general need more education on the situation But I definitely want to take the moment to kind of like hold space for for you Um, and even like the emotional aspect on it because I I I know that it this can this is traumatic Like this is the definition of what trauma looks like
1: Yeah, we're traumatized in america, but it's nothing compared to how Palestinians in our homeland in our home country of Palestine are traumatized. Yeah Um, And I do want to say like people say it's complex and I disagree with that wholeheartedly It's not a complex issue. I hope after this podcast like the reason I'm doing this I hope that people really see that it's not complex and don't let that term That term is used very intentionally to Mm. make people stay out of it and I really want to empower people and show people the value of Making an active decision and there's a few that you can make that I don't think are are being shared to, with the public
0: Yeah, so I'm, that's one of the reasons why I, I wanted you on, on the podcast so you can kind of educate us about those things um, Before we hop into things though, can you tell us a bit about your background as a, a Palestinian native?
1: Well, I'm Palestinian and I'm black First of all, my mom is 100% Palestinian. Mm-hmm. My dad is African American. I say that because there are a lot of different type of Black people across the African diaspora. Specifically, sure. I'm African American. And then on my dad's side, I also have a bit of Irish and Native American um, Cherokee. Mm-hmm. So that is my background. I, you know, especially when it comes to what my parents call, you know, identify with. I'm Palestinian and I'm Black, and I experience both sides. Yeah. We're talking about the genocide in Palestine. I experience that. When we talk about Black Lives Matter, I'm also crying. So like, I, it's just weird. It's like, I was never black enough. I was never Palestinian enough. But now mm-hmm. in this point in time, there's like, I'm that person that can like see all perspectives and connect the dots. So let me use that
0: for sure. For sure. Um, and, and I could just imagine like the, the, the weight of it all, right. While, while experiencing um again like what's going on with the Palestinian people and also like being embedded in like, okay, black lives matter movement. It's like, you know, that it's heavy. It's the same struggle though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's heavy though. Like I, I, I would say like, it's, it's, it's the same struggle and also there are people out there. So one of the reasons why I wanted you to have, to be on this podcast is because like I told you over the phone, like I talk about like oppression, I talk about the liberation of all people Um and I do think if you're not embedded or or committed to like the liberation of all people, it's people out here, like black, white or whoever, like the it's like are silent. And that's literally coming from a place of privilege. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Go ahead. No, 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 I totally agree. And like, yeah. I think I don't wanna jump around too much because I do wanna, I like the way your questions lined up. I think it will walk everyone who's listening and thank you for everyone who's taken time to listen to this podcast, like through it. Um, but yeah, you did ask me about my background, my grandparents, my mom's parents are both Palestinian refugees. Like they were both Mm -hmm. forced out from their homes, lost their homes. Um, and, uh, my, my grandmother was actually orphaned. Her mother was more, was murdered, um, in 1947 by early israelis um so that's us like so we we left palestine hoping to come back if after two weeks once things settled down but we were never able to come back um so and i there's another podcast with my whole story i don't know if you you want to plug it at the end um but i do want to also bring out some new information and some new perspectives in this in this um conversation to add to that and you know to continue um you know, just empowering people with education.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's important. So, um, can you tell us a bit about like the history of it all, like how this? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Entire thing started.
1: Okay, yeah, I can. So this didn't start like a, a week ago, right? Um, even though the media would love to make you believe that Hamas did this. And then all Mm -hmm. of this happened. That's, that's not the whole story. And I really, I encourage everyone to hear me today, but also not to believe me and to do their own research, because I think you can fact check me on everything. I'm happy to, to make space for that. And I don't want you to actually believe me. I would rather you fact check and come to your own conclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, But this actually all started um, during a, during the time of the Holocaust mm-hmm. um, you know, so many Jews were displaced after the hor- like the horrendous atrocities of the Holocaust. And you have Palestine was at that time, a, a British colony. Um, they made it illegal for Palestinians to even have weapons at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have this kind of like world guilt for what happened to the Jews which was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. The um, United Nations was formed. These countries are going back and forth. What do we do with all of these Jewish refugees? A lot of countries didn't want to home to house them. So they said, you know, during the, the one of the first United Nations councils, here's Palestine. You guys can take that. So, but we were living in Palestine. Right. There were Palestinians in Palestine. So you're giving a land that someone people have lived on for like thousands of years mm-hmm. um but palestinians i don't if you get if you get the chance to know us you know that we are very hospitable people like most melanated people there's a certain hospitality that people have mm-hmm. um so when you know, we also felt for what the Jews had suffered during the Holocaust, and you can see photos of like the first Jewish boats coming and approaching um, Palestine, and you know they said, "Please don't turn us away, don't break our hearts." Palestinians opened their homes to them. Palestinian people housed them in their own homes with their family. Wow. We welcomed them. We were happy to have them. Palestine is not a Muslim country. Another misconception that is often put out. Mm -hmm. Palestine is the home of the three monotheistic religions. And I know that you, you talk about being of the kingdom. That's Christianity, correct? Yes. Yes. So we have the three, the home of the three monotheistic religions, which are in order, Judaism, Mm -hmm. Christianity, and then Islam. Mm -hmm. So Christians believe in all of the prophets that are in Judaism um, Muslims come last. And we believe in all of the prophets in Judaism and Christianity, including Jesus, who was prophet. We call him prophet Isa. He mm-hmm. is actually the most important prophet in all of Islam and is mentioned even more times in the Quran than prophet Muhammad. But I don't want to get too much into religion, but I will say like, this is the place of the, uh, the birth of the three monotheistic religions. So obviously the uh, people of all those religions were living there yeah they were living there like in perfect harmony like the way my grandmother explained it is just sounded like new york city to me Mm. like everyone's living everyone's doing their thing she's like we had jewish neighbors like it was nothing like we're all you know doing business we're in the community especially in yaffa like where we where my family is from um, which is one of the like most beautiful regions. It's the most highly sought after region in Palestine because of its, um, location and accessibility for trade and business. Um, it's just very multicultural, multi-religion, um, uh, multi, even ethnics, like pe- people from all over the world, like would come and live there and do business. So I, I, would say that just to take away from this, this is a, a Muslim verse. Right. No, it's not. We it's love that. We love Jewish people. We've always yeah. loved Jewish people. Jewish people are called uh, Jewish people, and Christians are in Islam. People of the book. That means you can get married to one another. There is a very special kinship in those three religions. Um, so they said, "Okay, this is this Palestinian land. We're going to give it to the Jewish people who are fleeing the Holocaust." Um, we were already, uh, you know, we had to, all. We weren't allowed to have weapons. Um, And then what started happening is the British actually started giving weapons to the Jewish people that were coming. Mm -hmm. And so the people who opened their homes started getting kicked out of their homes. So for my family, my grandmother talked about like an escalation starting to happen where even like every time you would walk to and from your home, people would start shooting at you. Wow. And things just began escalating and there was messages for people to leave. It's unsafe. So what my great grandfather said is like, uh, my great grandmother was already murdered, um, at that time. So he was, he did not want to lose more of his family members due to this conflict, uh, due to this, um, colonization. Mm-hmm. He said, we're going to go for two weeks until things settled down. He took his, all, his the whole family and left. But like I said, we were never allowed back. Yeah. Over time, the colonization has spread. Um, Israel has been given more and more funding, um, to take over more and more Palestinian land. Every day, every year, Palestinians lose more and more rights. And now we're in, in this apartheid occupation where we don't have equal rights. We're literally living in a like Gaza and the West Bank. Like it's like concentration camps. It, go read the books from the Holocaust. Cause I learned about the Holocaust every year when I was in high school. So I know what I'm looking for. And I always said back in when I was little, I'm not going to be the one to allow these atrocities to happen. You're not going to, I don't want to read the history books and see like, I was the Nazi. No, 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 no. I'm going to be the one standing for the people. Um, So people are living in these, you know, they call them open air prisons, but honestly, they're really like concentration camps, especially now the extermination is the bombs. Like people can't leave. You can't, They're telling people to leave, you try to leave, you're bombed on your way out, you're fenced in, there's nowhere to go. And also Palestinians, like we already lost, we already saw what happened the first time we tried to leave during the, the, uh, when my grandparents left, it's called the Nakba, which is the great catastrophe. It's very um, similar to the Trail of Tears. I don't know if um, everyone's familiar with that, but that's where like indigenous Native Americans were forced to leave and on foot, and um, that also was a very, great catastrophe in itself. Wow. Um, so now we're here and really like Palestinians are fighting for their humanity. Their humanity. They, want, they want equality. They want to have a quality life. Israel runs everything. Israel, Israel says how much food and water can go in. Israel, they early on knocked out our water supply and made sure that they had control over how much water we had. Um, they, uh, you know, they'll tell us, Oh, food can go in this day. Food can't go in that day. Like we, wow. are, and I'm a registered dietitian, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to practice this clinical nutrition work without making sure that I'm standing up for, um, nutrition, sec- food security, nutrition security across the board. But this is a man-made food insecurity. Yes. It's not natural. We're not looking at like a drought or you know, flood right. or something like this. Is man-made. The food is there, but like they're just saying, like, oh no, you can't bring it in. Fuel, um, you know, and it's not just right now that we get bombed. We get bombed all the time in Palestine, all the time. And they're always going after like communities. Um, apartment buildings are really huge, hospitals, schools. It's not a new thing. You may have turned on, tapped into it recently, but that's not new it's been happening mm-hmm. since 1947 when my grandparents um, were forced out yeah so
0: so long history of of what's happening right now um and you know I became aware of it I want to say maybe about five years ago but w- a- again like we had said um because of the media like people are thinking that this is something that just happened like this is something that recently started. So how would you say, like, the media and propaganda, like, how is that impacting the way in which we're receiving information and the the knowledge that we have about this situation?
1: It is complete. The Western media specifically is completely skewed the story. Yeah. And, lo- and you really need to take a second to look at the terminology that's used. Um, mm-hmm. They'll say Palestinians died by um or airstrike hit Palestinians, this many Palestinians dead. They make it sound like a comet flew out of space and just like happened to hit that area. That's not, you can, the real title of those stories should be Israelis murdered X amount of people in a residential apartment building. Like that's what the titles need to be. But the titles are always like tweaked in a way to make it just sound like Palestinians just died here. I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. Um You know, uh, I I don't know like why Palestinians are upset. And, you know, and then if if, if something happens in Israel, which I don't condone violence because especially because the Palestinians pay every time something happens to Israeli, we pay 10 times over, if not that, in the amount of Palestinians lives. There is no equity there. So one Israeli life is like easily, they'll pay a hundred Palestinian lives without even thinking about it. Um, but that's huge. So when you turn mm-hmm. on the, main sh- if you
0: went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip.
1: It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. media, and you're like, you know, thinking, Hey, I'm listening to this like big news. Like they should be telling me the truth. It is so far from the truth. The true victims are painted as, the attackers and the attackers are painted as the victim remember palestinians don't have anything we don't have money we don't have tanks we don't have weapons we have like rocks against army tanks like if that (laughs) so it's just heartbreaking it's like it is you can look at you can draw direct parallels to the south african apartheid
0: yeah yeah i know we had said that over the phone like this is like a a replica of like what's going on or what happened in in terms of like South Africa. Um, can you, can you kind of like make that plain for our viewers?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I really, what we are really up against today is the dismantling of the system. Yeah. And the system affects all of us. It affects us as black Americans here in America. It affects Palestinians and it affects, it affects every oppressed group of people across the world. Um, I had the opportunity to live in Eswatini for two years. I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in South Africa and go to the um, Apartheid Museum. And you know, just being in South Africa, you, you learn a lot about you know, Nelson Mandela, what the apartheid was like. And, you, and go to the Apartheid Museum, you'll see this system of oppression. Once you learn one, you, use, you learn them all. Yeah. So if you know African-American history, then you know exactly what's happening in Palestine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know exactly what happened in South Africa, and that's not by mistake. So what these oppressors do, what these colonizers do is they would study, like they'll study slavery in America and say, hey, what worked and what didn't work? then they'll say, okay, we're going to study the Holocaust, what worked and what didn't work to oppress that group of people. And then every chapter they get a little bit, maybe a little bit better, a little bit sharper. Then you have South Africa, like that's the more recent chapter, well-known chapter at least. So then they'll say like what worked and what didn't work. So that's what like Israel is doing. Israel is sitting there looking at South Africa and what happened before and applying the same system to Palestinians in colonizing them.
0: Wow. And and you you kind of already like alluded to this about like the the food scarcity and the water. Um, how how would you say like this is like how would you say this conflict is impacting the daily lives of Palestinians?
1: <laughs> what daily life? I think everyone's trying to live minute to
0: minute.
1: Yeah. Like I I, I don't have anything else to say. Oh okay. Yeah, honestly, elaborate. Yeah yeah you know, yeah. Everyone's trying to live minute to minute. Like yeah. you leave yeah. your house for a second, you you say maybe uh, I don't know if I'm gonna come back. People are when they go to sleep at night. People are either saying, put all my kids in the same room, or they're saying, maybe I'm going s- to switch some kids with my relative because if I don't want the whole family to get wiped out, or I do want the whole family to get wiped up out once if we, or not, I, don't, I shouldn't say wiped. Let me use the terminology that counts. If our family gets murdered, I want us to all get murdered at once so that we're not alone and there's no orphaned children. And, or they're saying, if our family gets murdered, I want us to have some survivors, so maybe I'll switch with a relative and try to split my family up. And that is, that is a thought and a decision that no human being should ever have to make. You just saying that literally just sent chills through my body. Yeah.
0: Um, Like the hard decisions that family members, these mothers, these fathers out there, like real life people. I think people often forget when we watch the news and hear the stories, we see it as just that as a story or like what's on the news or whatever. And people don't see like the humans behind this.
1: And that's also very intentional um, because you know, we are Arab people, Palestinians, doesn't matter if you're Christian or Jewish or you're a Muslim Palestinian, we are a little bit melanated. So what are the terms that, we're, that are thrown to us? Um, terrorists, mm-hmm. we've been called animals, mm-hmm. we've been called monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the, uh, one of the Israeli government uh, colonizing leaders called us um, children of darkness. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Please fact check that. I'm happy it's, it's there. You don't have to believe me. Um, they call us horrible things all the time. They they don't care about killing kids because they say, like, you kill them when they're young. You prevent, like, an adult one from existing. That's heavy. That's heavy. I'm not going to sugarcoat good. it for anybody. Like, Palestinians are begging. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at all of these de- I look at it, there's like p- pictures, like I- I'm traumatized, like from all the pictures that i seen, but like, we need to see them the same yeah. way Like in the Holocaust, we needed to see like the skinny, like starving people yeah. behind the barbed wire, the piles of bodies, we need to see it because yes. also what we have to remember is in America, every single one of us who pays taxes is complicit. We are paying for every single action that Israel does is funded by us. Every single thing, every single fence, every single bullet, every single bomb, every single destroyed home, everything is paid for by us. And that's like one of the reasons I really wanna get on these platforms to talk and just highlight that We don't have to go with Israel just because our government told us to. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe a lot of the things our government has said. I really don't believe them. And I encourage you to go, go on United Nations, go to UNICEF, go to Amnesty International, some of these less biased, I'm not going to say not biased, but less biased sources. And look up the history. Don't read the headlines on their own because they can also be skewed, but read the content of these, like they're manageable articles and see see what's happening, but we're all complicit. And what, mm-hmm. I, what I want people to know is I don't even mind as an American to be like, yo, that is crazy over there. And I don't want any part of it. That's, I have no problem with that mentality, mm-hmm. but make it be real. If you want no part of it, you need to pull your money out because when you're silent, you're still invested and investing into yes. that, into that apartheid regime. Um, into the oppression of Palestinians. So if you really want that neutral stance, and I will say, I will continuously say across the field, across the bar, you need to speak up, you need to tell your local representatives that that's not where you want your money to go. Mm -hmm. And we need to get our money out of there. It's also heartbreaking to me as an American, as an African American, I see like we don't have resources. We like we we don't have reparations, but we're sitting here and funding a whole other colonial settlement uh, settlement settlement occupier, quote unquote government. And our people, I had a home. I had uh, what do they call it? Um, I want to use the right terminology. People struggling with homelessness. Yeah, community setting up outside of my home these people need resources, they need mental health support, they need support with um, the addiction that our government also was entangled with. Um, Why are we sending money to uphold this behavior overseas and to pay for the life in in another occupying territory when in America we have so many needs? And especially as black people, like we haven't even gotten reparations But we're sitting here and sending stuff over there. And I don't know how we always have money for it. It's like, as a nutrition, as a registered dietitian, I'll say, like, we're arguing for food support assistance. And, oh, what is the budget going to be like? We're all frantic about what it's going to be and how it's going to affect populations. But that's not a, like, look, they asked, Israel asked Biden for money. And he said, all right, I'm going to talk to my people and I'm going to see what I can get you. Easy.
0: He just made it rain. Billions of dollars over there.
1: No, no, no. We just made it rain. We just made it rain. We made
0: billions. it. Rain. Um, Ned, I we we appreciate the the information that you're sharing. Um, you mentioned some sources though. Would you mind saying those sources again?
1: Yeah, some sources that I would uh I am more likely to recommend. And I said they're still skewed, and I and I think it's a funding probably a funding issue yeah. in the background, but. Um, amnesty international, you can go to UNICEF, go ahead, look look up United Nations, um, world health organization. You know, these are unbiased sources that are very, very well known and reputable. Um, so if you're looking for stats data, that's where I would go. But I mean, even when we're looking at the death toll in Palestine right now, um, how can it be accurate when people still haven't uncovered their families from the rubble? Mm. So whatever we're seeing, I, I, I mean, you have to like yeah. you need to not li- you need to use your minds. Yeah. And not just listen to what is told to you. Yeah. I like people will show you people are online in Palestine showing you what is happening in their communities or what was their communities. Um, and you need to apply that they are still literally digging up remnants of their relatives from the rubble so how are those numbers correct yeah. they're not correct they're much higher than what's reported but at least you can start there
0: yeah yeah um so what i'm hearing is like when we look up this information to these more reputable sources like we should they are see- more reputable they yeah. are so w- we should review the information but also have like a, a level of skepticism about the information we're reviewing um and that who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba 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 ba. Accuracy of it all.
1: I would be I I'd look at them with a little bit of their like on a conservative note. So okay. but you're still going to see the numbers still speak yeah. those numbers still speak very loudly mm-hmm. right, right where they are.
0: Okay. Um, are there organizations or initiatives right now that are currently being active and in, in helping the individuals in Palestine?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I think if you go in almost like any state you'll find or city, you'll find like a, Palis- a local Palestinian group that is advocating. Um, Jewish Voices for Peace has been doing a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Not now, uh, then when.org has been doing a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm sorry. Like I'm just not the most organized person today because I'm, I'm just trying to like survive. Yeah. But there are a lot of, there are a lot of, um, or there are a lot of local like grassroots organizations. I know like here in in Philly, like the high school kids were, you know, organized the walkout um, to support Palestine, Harvard, like a lot of um, universities have different groups in support of Palestine. Um, so I would say really just look in your specific community and see what's going on. Okay. So, Go ahead. I'm gonna say, um, there's also like eye on Palestine. I know I'll have more. I can probably, if you don't mind, I'll send you a list afterwards. Yes.
0: yes, yeah, and we'll definitely plug those into the show notes. Um, so some people argue that criticizing the actions of the Israeli government is anti-Semitic. So how do we approach these discussions to avoid, uh, that rhetoric?
1: I actually love this question. Out of all the most one of um me and my husband's favorites, um. First of all, I'm not here to make anyone comfortable while families are being um, exterminated.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I really just don't care about your comfort. Point blank period, yes. Um, but we do have to untangle this idea of if you talk badly about Israel, you are talking badly about Jewish people. That is not true. Do you see all the work Jewish Voices for Peace is doing? They literally stormed the Capitol like the other day. Jewish people are speaking very loudly and they are hurt because their religion is being used as a cover for these atrocities and this genocide. Mm-hmm. And that is not that is not the accurate um intentions behind their their faith and their spirituality like that does not support the tenets of their faith and spiritualities the abuse and the um murder of countless children women f- just this is just families it's it's really it's all just families um being executed um mm-hmm. so i really want to unravel that that is you are not anti-jewish if you speak out against israel those are two very separate things um so please like know that, be strong in that. And if you, you know, you can listen to Jewish voices that can also tell you more about that. I love that response. I love
0: that response. Um, so so, what are some like actionable steps that we can take today to help with like everything that's going on?
1: Um, there are a couple of small ones, but the most important thing that we can do in America is we need to divest. This problem is happening because of us. Mm. We are, you wanna look at the whole issue, what's at the root? The root is American dollars being put over there because we give Israel every single resource to inflict this um, colonizer occupation, the uh, genocide on Palestinians. That is all 100% like our money um so that's number one call your local representatives and tell them that you don't want your money when the new elections come up that needs to be a big question we don't want these funds going there and like where do you want your funds going i mean i can think of a few options um, food health care mm-hmm. um nutrition mental health services home um you know homeless sh- support housing support the list goes on and on. The environment, um, we have a lot of needs for those resources right here at home. Um, so, and especially for us as as black people, as black Americans, like we know what is needed the most. Like we still have brothers and sisters who are, you know, incarcerated and we have black, pe- we have black people here too who are losing their homes, the same way Palestinians are in America. People coming up and using the courts against us and saying, we're gonna take your lands. It happens here. Like I said, the same system happens here. Very much so. Um, On a smaller level, what you can do is really we know our story as Palestinians is not going to be televised. Mm -hmm. The big media people, they don't want they're not in support of the truth coming out. So please share our truth. Say number one, say Palestine. Don't be afraid to say it. We have to say Palestine. We have to ask about Palestinians because the news will send out all these articles and they act like we're not there. We're, you'll notice our name is missing from a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're on social media, it is really important to like and share and interact with these uh, messages, with these images. It's horrifying. It's totally horrifying. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm definitely traumatized. I have nightmares Like, and I, it's just crazy, but we have to do it. We need the truth of what's happening to be seen. Palestinians want you to see it. We're not here saying we don't want you to see our dead. We're saying we want you to look our dead in the eyes. We mm. want you to see our our dead children, our dead babies, our dead wives, our dead husbands. Like I just saw a video of this man carrying his family's remnants in a plastic bag. Mm. All he had was just pieces of his family we need you to see that because that's we're we're paying for that and we need to reclaim we need to reclaim that we like i said if you want to be neutral i really don't have a problem with it but like really be a true neutral with your money removed um back to the social media the algorithm as soon as you see the words palestine the algorithm will shut things down they don't want um it's very discriminatory against palestinians so mm-hmm when you interact and you like these things, it's not that nobody gets joy out of these images, but um, it's important to interact to overcome the algorithm. It's important to share, to comment, all of those things because we're trying to overcome the algorithm and actually get our story out. First of all, I, I love how you kind of broke down how we can
0: help on like the systemic level, but also on the individual level. Like we can do things
1: on social media, share, um, educate ourselves. We need to disseminate the the truth, the real information. Um, and I know a lot of your followers are are churchgoers and and people of faith. You know there are there are churches in Palestine. Like one just got bombed today. Mm. Um, see if your uh, what priests, pastors would like to connect with other Christians who are there and maybe need support connect with them, hear their story. Like that's those are those are your brothers and sisters in Christianity. And, and if you're of another faith, please, I encourage you to do it that way as well. If you're someone who who prays in a spiritual house of worship, um, connect. And like, we need to, even as black people, it's difficult because we get these messages thrown at us. And even subconsciously, you just end up like absorbing it yes. and thinking like, oh, that's a thing over there. Mm-hmm. I know like Arabs, like we don't even look like people on TV. We we're just terrorists all the time. We're terrorists. We're crazy. We are, you know, you never know what we're going to do next. That's so far from the truth, but the same thing happens to us as black people, black Americans overseas and here as well. Where We're we're always given the same narrative. We're animals. We don't have any, we're not civilized. We don't know what we're doing. And it's the same system that is, attacking all of us so challenge yourself to reach out and get to know people who are different than you and dissolve like really work on your own mindset and dissolving mm-hmm. that prejudice that we have even if it's unintentional I you know I understand I'm not angry but just we have to work to resolve it and yeah. take the media's influence out of the equation
0: I'm here for it well listen you have our support um I I love all the, the resources you provided. If there are other ways that we can support or things that are like actionable that we can start doing, um, don't forget to email it to me and I'll put it in yeah. the show notes when this episode goes live.
1: Um, I know there's also um you U N R W A. They do amazing work as well. I like I said, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not like mm-hmm. it's tough to be like the most organized version of myself um these days, but I will I will definitely organize the list and um Thank you for sharing your platform and making space for this. I, I, you know, for your followers who don't believe me, that's so fine. Don't believe me, but go ahead and do your own research and look into what's happening. Cause a little peeling back the layers, you'll see it. And don't let anyone tell you it's a complicated issue because Mm -hmm. especially us as black Americans, like we are now becoming one of the most educated groups for sure, highly intelligent, we can get in there, we can disseminate the information for ourselves, absorb it, break it down, and come to our own conclusion. So I really empower you to come to your own conclusion.
0: Yeah. Nada, Netta, I'm sorry, Netta, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all the education that you provided us. Um so yeah, you you are more than welcome to come back anytime.
1: So yeah, open invite. <laughs> we'll talk to we'll talk about nutrition maybe I don't know when Palestine is free. Let's do yeah. it. Free Palestine, free Palestine, free Palestine and free all the oppressed people in all across the world because it's the same system. We're going to we need to break this system down
0: for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you, Netta. Thank you so much, Dr. Shonda. All right.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. ba